need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Sex. Welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. I'm Polly, so that makes sense. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy so that we can do the work that matters and live the lives we want to live. And you all know, because I've talked about it before, that I have a morning ritual. I start my day just about the same way every morning. I, I get up, get my coffee, I do a short meditation, some mornings are shorter than others. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 20 minutes, whatever it is I feel like that morning. I'll do a quick gratitude exercise. And then I pull out a notebook and a pen, usually my favorite silver fountain pen, and I will do morning pages. For me, it's really feels like journaling. I, I write at least three pages. Sometimes it's gibberish, stream of consciousness, things get off my chest or noticing the weather or whatever. But a lot of times I work through my worries on the page or I solve problems in my work projects, my writing projects, or I will uh, record something that happened with my daughter and I or some growth that she's experiencing. I just take note of my life in those pages. And rarely do I go back and read them and certainly nobody else reads them. That's my private space. But no matter what it is I'm writing about, essentially these pages help me to understand who I am. They help me to know what I'm thinking and feeling, to reflect on where I'm at in this life, in this moment, in this experience. And I find there's a lot of clarity in that. There's a lot of awareness and growth that happens for me because of those pages. Now, when I was a kid, I had a diary, you know, one of the ones with the little gold lock and the button and a little tiny key. And I've been journaling in diaries and spiral notebooks and blank books, anything I could write on since I was a little kid in all kinds of ways. You don't have to keep a diary or do morning pages like I do, but there are lots of ways to get your thoughts on the page. And I think that's valuable to your health and your well-being and your self-awareness. And that's all of what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited because for me, morning pages are all about the nice paper and the nice pens and the office supplies. So I love that we get to talk about anything like this. But I also think it's a valuable part of growing into ourselves and being in this world, especially now. So how do we do it? 
we're going to get all into that today with Linda Monk. Linda is the author of several books, including the one I just finished, which is worth picking up, The Great Book of Journaling, which she co-edited with Eric Meisel. She's the director of the International Association for Journal Writing, which is a membership community for journal writers worldwide. And she is a coach and registered social worker with Thrive Training and Coaching, serving specifically those in healthcare and caregiving communities, which... Uh, Good work, Linda. I mean, I, I hope they get all the support they, they need right now. They've been in a, a tough push the last few years. But today, I want to talk about journaling, what it is, how we can tap into this, and I know you are the one to talk about it. Welcome to the show, Linda Monk. Well, thank you very much, Polly. And we could be doing the same thing every morning. Your morning routine sounds like my morning routine. I missed it a day this weekend, and I felt out of sorts all day. Like, it, it's just now part of how I kind of find levity. What do you use it for? Well, many of the things that you mentioned. I use my journal like yourself. I've been journaling since I was a young girl, and uh I use it to gain clarity and to sort out different work projects, just get my thoughts and feelings down on the page. I use it to stay healthy, and it really is unbelievable. I'm still, after all these years as a journal writer, so surprised that something as simple as a pen and a piece of paper and taking a few minutes for expressing our own thoughts and feelings can just have such hugely profound benefits in our lives. It's, it's really, um, you know, I can't really think of anything else that's so cost effective and accessible that has such far reaching benefits. That's why I love it so much. I, I think that's a great point. I mean, this is truly something that any of us can do. You don't have to have fancy paper or fancy pen. You can if you want. What about the computer? Can we journal on the computer as well? Absolutely. Whatever medium gets people taking that time to stop, reflect, get their thoughts and feelings out through, through writing and stories and all that happens in a journal is really the most important thing. We don't want the means to be any type of obstacle. So if you prefer expressing yourself, you know, keyboard, you know, password protected documents people sometimes like for their journal, or if you're a pen to paper, you know, take your notebook to a cafe or a favorite you know, spot in your home. It really doesn't matter what you use. What matters is that what you use supports you to engage in the practice of journaling as often as you can and, and would like to. There, there is some research that does speak about the benefits of hand journaling. Uh, there's some uh, work in the area of neuroscience that talks about some of the pressure points that are on the side of our hand, our dominant hand when we're writing, that engage certain emotional centers in the brain but so much like acupressure points so you know if someone's wanting to you know really look in a nuanced way there there are some uh arguments for for handwriting but there you know there's the, the biggest thing is and there has been research using both ways computer pen to paper and some of the same health benefits can be accrued regardless of, of what you're using. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I definitely feel a connection when I write with my hand, like I feel more into myself. I feel more settled within or grounded maybe is a better word for it. Is there a difference between what I talked about journaling, you know, writing my morning pages or keeping a diary like I did when I was a kid and, and just literally writing down what happened in the day and the kind of journaling we're going to talk about today? 
there is and you know it's a it's a fine line difference but essentially the morning pages which you've mentioned doing and i've done them myself over over the years is a specific writing practice that was developed by julia cameron who's the author of the artist's way and it's one of many tools that she teaches in that book that are used for the purposes of getting unblocked creatively and she teaches to this day i just heard her on a workshop a short time ago uh, which was wonderful to to hear her live speak about this practice that's been around for over 30 years very simply the morning pages is the practice of first thing in the morning when we wake up before we've done anything else to fill three pages of you know from eight and a half by 11 size paper with what she calls stream of consciousness writing where we're really writing whatever comes up oh there's the cat i better put the you know want to turn my coffee on and uh, you know our minds can wander off into writing about gratitude about what we see what we hear how we're doing it, it's just an outpouring and it and then you stop it's, it's meant to be done in that contained three pages it's meant to be done first thing in the morning and there's there's reasons for that uh, for example in um, Jungian um, psychology were taught and other um, teachers as well that that first 45 minutes upon waking is a time when we have access to much more of our subconscious uh, awareness so we've come out of sleep time dream time and we can access different memories and awareness in that first morning time block than any other time of our of our waking day. So that's part of why it's positioned in the morning. It's also a good way to make a habit, having the same time every day and so forth. So that's the morning pages. It's specific. It's developed by Julia Cameron. It can be part of our broader journaling practice. It might be the whole of someone's journaling practice. And then there's journaling that bigger space that people make their own, that doesn't have any rules about how long you do it or how many pages you fill or what you write in or what you write with and so forth. It's really that free form expressive writing where we're writing about our thoughts and our feelings. We're using it with certain hopes and intentions that might be for personal growth. Maybe we wanna solve a problem. We wanna maybe just you know, get things out. It's that practice where we can use lots of different prompts. People love journaling prompts. We can use different journaling techniques and tools. So we can really make our journaling practice our own. We're, we truly are making our mark with our journaling. And then there's more of a diary, which is probably, you know, some people might be their preferred way of journaling, where it's really that writing about one's day today I did this and I picked up my boys and I got them to the bus on time uh, which isn't actually true today I had to chase the bus <laughs> um, and you know that more of a, a, a chronology of our days and our lives and journaling to me and to many people I share journaling with and talk to about journaling it has that it can be filled with all of that those moments of our days but it's really more of that personal growth practice. We are using it to become more self-aware. You know, we're doing, as you said, taking note of our life, and but we're also using it to understand who we are and to have it as a companion practice 
for our well-being, our self-care, our personal growth. Whereas people who keep a diary, more of that chronology, they may not be aspiring to that, that personal growth, self-awareness part of journaling necessarily. So part of journaling then is setting the intention, what you want to uh, discover or uncover or learn or the way you want to write. Part of it is the intent behind the practice. Yeah, I once heard Deepak Chopra speak at a conference and he said something that stayed with me. He said that attention energizes and intention transforms. Hmm. In other words, the moment we bring our intention to something, we've already begun a process of transformation, a process of change, a process of growth. And our intentions can just be held lightly. I might wake up in the morning and journal and my intention is to simply arrive to the day in a mindful and grounded way. I might arrive to my journal and I'm really trying to you know, decide what am I going to blog about this week and I might do some brainstorming in the pages of my journal. In other words, just holding a light intention, here's what I hope for my journaling time, can help to point the writing in the directions that it might go. And we can simply hold a regular intention, you know, may my journaling practice enrich my life today. It can be a lightly held sort of mantra of hope and, you know, an intention for what we're doing. And the other is when we're really clear on what we want out of journaling, that helps keep us motivated to do it. So knowing our why, you know, maybe someone's journaling to heal trauma or to reduce stress or to try to stay grounded in this complex world and times we're living in having that sense of well why am I doing this there's a hundred things I could be doing right now why am I taking this few minutes to sit down and write about my thoughts and feelings and that sense of why can can keep people motivated it can help them make that journaling habit because they have a good sense of, of why they're doing it and what benefits they can get out of it in the book you say journaling is a conscious conversation with self what does that mean? Well, our minds are busy places, Polly, as we all know. And they can be very chaotic, distracting, overwhelming. Our thoughts impact how we feel. That impacts how we act, what we choose to do, what choices we make in our daily life. And so to me, journaling is that place where I purposely pause I'm saying, I actually want to take a moment and listen to the sound of my own mind thinking, my, I want to feel my own body breathing, I want to be present to my own aliveness, and I want to be self-aware. What's going on in this busy place of my mind right now? And so to me, that's become a practice, and, and, and hence I say that in the book, that I think of journaling as having a conscious conversation with ourselves, meaning we are purposefully sitting down to listen. We are minimizing all of the other distractions, hopefully. And even if we're in a busy place, like a cafe or journaling in a, on a commute on a bus or on an airplane, I've journaled you know, in many different places that are, are busy places. Um, but it, it's that tuning in to oneself, kind of tuning out all that noise, all that external that's going on and becoming very present to our own inner worlds, our thoughts, our feelings, and being willing to write those down without judgment, hopefully with you know, lots of self-compassion, with curiosity, 
you know, right now I notice, right now I'm thinking, right now I feel. Just come into that present moment. Some of those things can be prompts to go to the page, for example. And the conscious part of the conversation also involves being willing to discover. We don't just go to the page writing about everything we know already. We go to the page with our questions, our curiosities, our vulnerabilities, our problems, our, you know, our all of it. And so when we're willing to sit with the whole of who we are in this moment, and then, you know, the next time we journal and we, we build that conscious relationship with ourselves, that very aware, awakened, willing, open, honest relationship with ourselves. And to me, that's life transforming. That's life enriching in every single way. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And there are some ground rules to journaling that can help us do that. We're going to get into that and talk about the other benefits of a journaling practice. When we get back right after this break, you're listening to Polly Campbell, Simply Said, on the best business network of Electrocast. Okay, and we're back. We're talking with Linda Monk. She is the co-editor of The Great Book of Journaling. And we're getting into it because Linda, you had said before that not only does a practice, a journaling practice help us, you know, understand ourselves uh, and, and discover ourselves and grow into ourselves and ground ourselves, but it also has some real uh, science-based practical health benefits too. This is good for us. It's very good for us. And like many things in life, it's not a one size fits all. There's lots of things that are good for us, eating healthy, exercising, sleeping well, taking breaks, uh, you know, meditating, going, having a gratitude practice. We can do many, many things for our self-care and our health and well-being. But what's true about journaling is that people may not realize that there's actually quite a bit of science behind it that there are many research uh, projects that have gone on over many decades now that make journaling an evidence-based practice. And it's proven to bring about all kinds of positive benefits, including things like reduced uh, blood pressure, better immune function, uh, that people being better able to sleep, reduce stress, People have had uh, greater resilience through journaling. People have healed trauma and burnout. Research shows that we can become more self-confident, more creative overall, because we're engaged in this self-expressive practice that generates all kinds of openings to other creative uh, possibilities and open-mindedness and so forth. So there is a very grounding, anchoring, as well as a very opening and healing quality to engaging in what's known as expressive writing, where we're writing about our thoughts and feelings. And we are doing that in as uncensored and uncontrolled way as possible. Because the research shows that the less controlled we are in the writing, the more open we are to it kind of taking us where it might need and want to go the more healing benefit we can gain. The other is we can use our writing to support our mental health. 
So we all know we're living in very complex and stressful times. We're still in you know, a certain stage of the uh, global COVID pandemic. There is lots of upheaval and uncertainty in our world. We have climate crisis. We have long lists of things on top of our day-to-day -day lives and running our homes and families and taking care of our health. There's a, a general state of a lot of overwhelm going on. And I think it's a really important time to shine a light on how journaling can be helpful, how it can support our mental health, how it can help us to reduce some of that stress, to reduce some of that overwhelm by taking that time to just sit down with yourself, to allow yourself the time to think, to feel, to express that through stories and words and language, and to be uplifted by that time with your own self. And so people often know that, oh, you know, if I have a sore back and I go for a massage, it'll probably feel better. People may not know at to the same rate that, oh, if I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed and can't even think straight, if I sit down with the journal, that can be a really proven way to help me deal with that and feel better. Yeah, I, I love that. And that's often how I use it too, especially if I'm feeling tight during the day and I have all these thoughts running through my head or frustrations with my teen daughter or the household or whatever it is. If I vent on the page, I see myself differently, but I also calm down. I also can get some perspective that I can't always do when I'm just sitting with those uh, thoughts swirling through my head. Yeah, Carrie Fisher has a great quote. She says that, you know, to take our broken heart and turn it into art. In other words, we can take the things that are hurting us or distressing us, overwhelming us. And when we can externalize them through journaling and other things, that's why there's art therapy and so forth, it does help us gain calm. It does, when we can express our thoughts and even reframe our thoughts into things that are more affirming and supportive, we are able to access that sense of calm and inner peace inside. The circumstances can still be happening. You might still be, you know, in a frustration with your daughter or me with my teen sons or whatever it is that, you know, has us in that state. But the act of stopping to think about it and write about it and have that sense of uh, agency in our own lives. We may not change the situation, but we can influence how we feel in it, right. how we respond in it by being a regular journal writer. And so in that way, even though journaling is for ourselves, that private act, that personal writing, it actually enriches all of our other relationships. I know that I'm a better mom because I'm a journal writer. Yeah. I know that I'm a better daughter, wife, you know, friend, because I take that time to ground and center and know myself through journaling. And the other is we don't just want to pitch our tent in our journals with every upset, frustration, overwhelm. We, we can use our journals to create that inspiration from within, joy, happiness, to be uplifted, mm -hmm. express our gratitude. And I think that's very important when we look at journaling for our mental health and resilience. We don't just want our journals to be only a dumping ground, only a venting ground, because that's a very skewed perspective of the whole of who we are, the whole of our lives. 
we also want it to be a place to write about what we're grateful for, to what do we want to remember from today? What did we learn from today? What beauty did we notice in our days? You know, what makes us happy? Write about that and then do that. In other words, our journals can be a companion for our strong mental health and well-being, our emotional well-being, because we can point the journal in the direction of those things. We can write about those things. And again, like I said earlier, what we think about impacts how we feel, impacts how we behave. So the moment we let our journals be a place to write about our joy, we're going to feel more joyful. Yeah, yeah. I love that too. I and, and I always think of it in terms of writing out my small wins. You know, we can feel like we're not making progress. And, and by taking a minute in my journal entries to record what I feel good about today, what I've accomplished, what I'm proud of, what makes me happy, where the joy is, I think that's essential, just like you said. I, I love... Uh, I love that because we get caught up in sometimes our thought without realizing how diverse and dynamic our lives really are and how dynamic we are too. So how much I, influence, so I just want to say how much influence we have over our own lives. You know, we are not victims. We, we are empowered people who can make choices that put our lives on, on in certain directions. And even in the most dire of circumstances, maybe it's, especially in, we have to stay aware of those choices. Where can we feel empowered? Where, and journaling is ultimately a very empowering act because whatever we write is right. We, we are always the experts of our own life experience and reclaiming our personal power is part of how we get to show up in our life in a way that serves us and others well. Linda Monk is the co-editor of The Great Book of Journaling and there are lots of ways of doing this. She's touched on several of them, but there's storytelling journals, there's fragmenting journals. There's all sorts of ways to begin a journal practice and, you know, mix it up too. You, you don't have to be stuck in one form find the thing that works for you and allows you to put your thoughts and feelings and joys and frustrations on the page and understand yourself better now linda before we go are there any guidelines are there any rules to getting the most out of our journaling practice that we should abide by well i think the less rules the better because the more rules can sometimes be obstacles to actually doing it people can feel a bit stuck like oh am i doing this right if you're taking time to sit with yourself, listen to your own thoughts and feelings and get them down on paper in an honest and open way, you're doing it right. And the only thing I think can be helpful is to date your entries hmm. because our life happens, you know, over and through time. It's nice to date them and to consider keeping it safe. It is a private document and it's your choice if you share any parts of it with others. And I do a lot of journaling in group settings as well. But keep it safe. Think about where you keep it and how you know you, you you honor it as a private document. So I would say that the, the you know the privacy of it, the dating of it, and have fun. You know when we even if we're writing about difficult things, to notice that I'm doing something good for myself. First of all, I'm actually taking time. I'm taking that time for myself to write and reflect, and acknowledge yourself for that. There's lots of people who never do that, never are willing to sit in their own company to know and grow and care for themselves. Your willingness to do that is already something very special and very life enriching and life enhancing. So to stay in the, the positive energy 
an acknowledgement of yourself as a journal writer, as yourself taking time for yourself, and to really trust the process. Journaling will bring many benefits that we can't even imagine. We can hope for them, and it will probably exceed your expectations. I know it has mine. I didn't probably even have any expectations until I realized I could have some. <laughs> uh, but to just trust the process, trust yourself, trust your own inner wisdom, and let it really just rise up from within and go down on that page so it can support you in this amazing life you're living. Yeah, I, th I think that's really uh, valuable. It, it's about honoring ourselves, whether it's five minutes a day or an hour, however you want to do it, whether you want to do it on the computer or buy a special notebook, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be fancy. Find something that makes you feel good to write in or write with and sit down and honor yourself this way. You are living this great big life and you have all this wisdom and all these experiences to share and to understand and to process. And uh, I think we deserve that to sit down a minute and, and with intention, uh, be deliberate in the lives we're living. I think it's rewarding and satisfying and it is a, a lot of fun. Don't, this isn't a job, right? The, these kind of self-care strategies and practices don't, don't have to be work. They, they should fill us up. So find a way to bring journaling into your life and uh, check out Linda's book that she co-edited, co-edited. That's kind of a tricky word for me to say. With Eric Mizell, it's the great book of journaling. Linda, where can we find out more of your work and your trainings and the other stuff you're doing? Yeah, I'd love you to visit our website, the IAJW.org. It stands for the International Association for Journal Writing, IAJW.org. And check out our free resources on the site. There's lots of journaling prompts. I make a journal prompt gift every month and they're there on the site. And there's other free gifts, lots of things to juice up your journaling and support you to go to the page in new creative and fun ways. So thank Fantastic. you so much. Well, thank you for being here. You can find me and subscribe to polycampbell.substack.com where I'm journaling every week. They're really essays about my thoughts about these things or things happening in the world that I'm trying to understand or they're less polished, but more about what's going on in my life and how I'm applying these practices uh, on a daily basis or not what's working or not, right? If you want to uh, start that conversation with me, join me on polycampbell.substack.com and you can find me and my other work at polycampbell.com. I'm on all social media as well. Remember, the experiences of our lives are influenced by what we notice and where we put our attention and our intentions. And journaling in all its forms can be a useful and healthy and fun way to tap into our greatest resource, ourselves. So pick up a pen and paper or log on, open a new file. Don't worry about spelling or grammar, just get going. Start a journaling practice because that is one way that will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. 
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.